Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Bojana Zag. She is an international fashion model. How are you doing today, Bojana? Hi, Brad. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm looking forward to jumping into these questions and learning a bit more about who you are and what you do. I appreciate you taking the time and I appreciate you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Bojana, you are an international fashion model who has appeared in multiple magazines worldwide. You're, you were also held the title of the assistant director and fitness consultant for the Miss Universe Canada Western Ontario pageants. How long have you been working in the modeling world? I'm going to say eight years now. Eight years. Eight years. Yes. I started, so I started late at a late age. <laughs> and so what, what was the inspiration for you behind getting into the modeling world and how did you get your start as a model you know what Brad? i've always wanted to do that as a young child so when i was young my parents were foreign um coming from poland with no english that's not something they would do is put you into modeling because they just work 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 and they didn't know anything about it but i was always at a young child loved the fashion so i started i took a couple courses for a runaway yeah. But you know what? We didn't have the money. So I just quit. And I was really insecure then too as a young child. So I didn't do that. I just stopped it and went along with my life. But when I got separated, I had a friend that said he was a photographer. He goes, you know what? You should do some professional photos and just put yourself out there on a site where which was model mayhem. Because yep. they only take professional photos. So yep. it takes five, six days to get accepted. If you get accepted, that's great. He goes, why not? He goes, you have to look, whatever. My mind wasn't in the right frame at that time, but I was excited to why not. And that was probably my mid-30s, probably okay. mid to late 30s. So that's I started that slowly, which was hard to do because I did it on my own with um, you know, no help, no background, no, yeah. I don't know what to do, no courses, no nothing, right? What is it then that lights you up or excites you the most about being an international model? It's a good question. I love doing photos. I loved being in that type of industry. And I just, it's something I've always wanted for a lot of years. So I was probably 36 and I decided to have the courage to do it on my own and start that career, start to do my homework and research. I just love being in front of a camera. I was shy. Don't get me wrong. Right. To be honest, I needed to have one stiff drink before <laughs> I shot. 
<laughs> what you have, you have to look dehydrated. So I'm like, oh, vodka water was gonna will work. So I needed one just to kind of break that ice. And yeah. after that, I didn't, I didn't need any more. But I loved, um, I don't know, you know what? And I hope this is sound cliche, but. I loved being in front of the camera and I loved doing sexy photos, tasteful, classy, sexy lingerie photos. Not that I needed the attention. People can get that, taken that in the wrong way. I loved, I just loved doing sexy photos, being out there. I wanted to be in magazines. I wanted to be everything that you see out there in Hollywood. So yeah. that was the reason why I did it. But I mean, as like, as I continued, it was, I had a different modem of why I was into fashion. Was it tough for you getting over that mindset and dealing with the fact that you were starting a modeling career later in life? Because you think about the models, typically I would imagine models start at a young age, 12, 13, 14 years old. So you starting later in life, how was that for you dealing with that and coming to grips with that and getting over that mindset? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you, Brad, that never once crossed my mind. Can oh, wow. It? Yes. I swear to you, the age never once crossed my mind. I did have, when I started putting myself out there and having social media and I live in a small town, you would hear rumors and people would be out there. Oh my God, she's older and, and she's doing these photos and oh my hmm. God, people would be critical. That kind of back then got to me, obviously, yeah. naturally a little bit. Yeah, But never once has that crossed my mind because they would put in my head, okay, well, you know, you're not 20, you're not 22. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that because people's words suck. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I'm only human. So I'm going to let that get to me. But originally never, Brad, that, that's amazing. I got to tell you, even with having three children, people are like, oh my God, she has children. Never once did that get to me. I started on my own. Yeah. And I started doing my research to get an agency. I did submissions. I didn't have an agent. Like I really did start from the bottom. I was getting frustrated for sure. I was raising three children. I had my ups and downs and things weren't working out. Yeah. I never once crossed my mind that God, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm not gonna know I want to I love it. 36. That's amazing. Good for you. <laughs> Do you remember what your first paying modeling gig was? And how long ago that was when you when you got your first one? That was long ago because I'm going to say it's been almost eight years. So mm-hmm. it, I took a year and a bit okay. to get something, right? And it wasn't much. You don't get much at first. Right. And it's like having your own business. If you don't have an agent, you're starting on your own. And where we live, I had to travel to my photo shoots. I had to travel to the US to put myself out there and get great photos. I mean, I'm telling you and I'm telling you I've learned the hard way. I really, really did. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have that till later on. So I didn't make money right away at all. Do you remember what your first gig was though? Your first paying gig? It was a photo shoot, a couple of photo shoots and a magazine. Okay. Second, third magazine okay. that I got. Yeah. What has been your favorite modeling gig to work on? so far in your career and why i love the interviews like when i i've gotten from a few magazines the q a interviews yeah like viva glam magazine la style qp magazine those are really good magazines and i loved the people that i worked with uh, Uh editors so i loved my interviews because it was it's a true story interview yeah so with those magazines and q a those were my favorite gigs to do and the photo shoots i have some amazing photographers in la that i had an awesome photo shoots with that just hit top what would you say then has been your most challenging photo shoot so far of your career 
challenging gosh they're all kind of challenging <laughs> to be honest because it depends on the photographer like it's not your photo shoots are never comfortable right and you're not right. supposed to be comfortable and that's how yeah. great the photos are i'm pretty easy with the photographers whatever they say i i do yeah and they always found that that i'm not a picky model i'm really great to work with some of the lingerie photo shoots, you know, you don't always like your photos. You're so yeah, hard on yourself. So absolutely. that is the only hard. The seeing the proofs, I'm like, oh God, the certain <laughs> angles you learn. I'm like, take those away, delete them. Uh, yeah. That's the only challenging part. Other than that, everything else is easy. Traveling to the photo shoots and to where is challenging too. Yeah. Because you're on your own. You're going on your own. Exactly. And you, and you, you may do your homework, but it's still risky. Can you share with us the experience of a typical day on set of a shoot as a model? How does that go? What does that look like? Well, first, it's like a couple of days to a week to two weeks before you're watching really what you eat, right? You yeah. should always just in general, you're hungry. Mm-hmm. You feel good, but you're hungry. You get up early in the morning. You're doing your facial stuff like a mask. Yeah. Do your workout. You're really not eating. You have your makeup and hair artists coming in the morning. Yeah. You're sitting there, you're chatting with them. You may have some snacks in between, very light. Mm-hmm. And then you have the photographer come in and you have outfits everywhere laying <laughs> out to pick, to do it's all fun stuff. And it's like four or five outfits and do this shoot and that shoot, either in the building. Uh-huh. outside of the building that's like a four or five hours you could do it in three four hours and and but when you're done your posture form you're it's not like you're just standing there like a casual person it may yeah. look like that but you're not your former posture is on point and i'm telling you every time i've done a photo shoot my lower back it hurts yeah it's like that muscle because you're arching the whole time yeah when you're done the photo shoot you feel good you feel great the photographer's happy when they first start shooting you, they show you a the couple of the proofs Yeah. and they're happy with them. You see it, you're happy. The shoot's amazing. When you're done, <laughs> you're going to eat because you're starting <laughs> yeah. and you have a drink or two. Yeah. Truly. How would you react if asked to do a shoot you weren't comfortable with? How would you deal with that? I wouldn't do it. I just would, um, it. you know, I wouldn't do it. I would politely, I just had actually, I have one photographer from South Africa and he wants to do a photo shoot online there's a certain app you can do now since the pandemic online but he wants to do like boudoir but more like what's the word i'm looking for some nakedness but everything else is covered so it's still classy tasteful but i don't want to do those i'm past that so i'm politely saying i really i i thank you for the opportunity but i really don't want to do them i I don't i just don't feel comfortable doing them anymore not that i don't feel comfortable about my body i just i'm moving up to a little better things right with right. photography and how how did he take that was he okay with it he, well you know what he after so many times me saying that which i shouldn't have had to say it so many times then he was okay with it yeah i mean he wasn't disrespectful but i get what he was saying he's seeing my work and he loves it so yeah. he just thinks you're amazing at doing these boudoirs but yeah. there's a word for it too now i don't i don't remember to be honest uh-huh. but you are like it's like under the sheet or yes. over the sheet, but yeah. yeah, but still, that's like nakedness, right? Except yeah. you can't see the the private stuff, which is fine. Obviously, yeah. I don't want to do those anymore. Like I don't need to. I've done them, and I love my fashion and more of a lifestyle shoot now. Right. What would be your dream gig as a model? What would be the ultimate gig for you? Well, I want to be on Maximum. 
Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, Maxim <laughs> Magazine. Maximum Magazine. Yeah. I've always wanted to, and I know I will. Yeah. Look at the, the photos for it, recent ones, but I do want to be on them, that gig on that magazine, like front cover. Yeah. And Bazaar. Maximum and Bazaar. Very cool. What is the one piece of advice you would give to a younger girl wanting to break into and start a career in the modeling industry? Find an agent, do submissions, submit to every agency and have an agent. Don't go to any emails or social media, Instagram, except photographers that want to shoot you and that you're not sure of and just even want to fly you in. Not unless there's a contract, because honestly, it's too risky, especially for young ones. What does happen, and it happened with me, and I'm older, photographers want to sleep with you. They're going to try to hit on you all the time. You go to a photo shoot, and I can take the flirting, but when you cross the line, I mean, that's just, it's wrong. And that's why I say it's scary to travel on your own, not doing your homework. Young girls can do their homework, but let's face it, they're young. Yeah. They're not going to know. So it's not their fault. And they're going to go do a photo shoot. And the photographers always hit on you. Always do. They try. Especially if you're nice and you come off naive. Because yeah. you're nice. And that's saying they're naive on purpose. They're just, yeah. you're human. I would n- never, ever go to a photographer unless there's a contract right. with an agent. And it's not easy to get an agent. You really do have to do submissions and also possibly have a coach or a mentor that works in that industry. Honestly, Brad, if I would have known that when I started, I probably would have been, I think, further to where I'm at now. Yeah. I didn't. Like, I kind of had to learn that on my own. I'm just doing it now. Mm -hmm. I'm literally almost eight years, but it was a slow eight years because I had three children that I had to raise and my mind wasn't there fully for it. And I live in a city where you don't do that here. So how do you have three little ones and you can't keep traveling? Like, Oh, absolutely. Come on. It's, it was, it's so where I'm now, I'm great because I've learned that the hard way, but for young girls, my gosh, always have an agent and make sure they're legit. Do your homework because you're putting yourself at risk. Yeah. They're not to something happening. And most definitely they're going to hit on you or more hundred percent. I've heard horror stories from different women who have done modeling gigs and do you think that there's starting to be a shift in the modeling industry when it comes to the treatment of women and expectation of women i think because women are putting themselves out there more yeah speaking and saying what's been happening so now you know there's i think the agent photographers i shouldn't even say agents i'm sorry photographers yeah and even assistant directors are a little scared and they should be scared. Yeah. Right? Because if women are speaking up, they're going to call you out. Yeah. Before, it was just allowed. Just like in Hollywood, right? Yes, exactly. You know, I had one guy in New York. He's a producer, assistant director, and actor, agent. He did an interview with me over voice, online, yep. on phone, lives in New York. Yeah. And said he was signing me with Ford agents. Yep. Yeah. Agent and also Hefner. Do you know that after the interview or during that interview, he started to ask about my personal life, me, my kids. Okay, what does that have to do with it? I don't need you. Yeah, exactly. Then asking me out, I don't have a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> I've gotten that so many. It's fucking disgusting. Part of my French. It's like, and it's a turnoff. Like, yeah. What? Really? Do I look like I'm going to? And this is over the phone. And so many girls. 
would actually, I hate to say, would do it to get signed right. with big agents like that. Right. And are you kidding me? Oh, and then I'm going to put you into Playboy. Really? What kind of Playboy would you like me to, would you want to put me in? And I'm not dissing Playboy. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. Some classy, tasteful Playboy, but not the, what he wanted me to do. Right. You know what? Like, come on. It's nowadays women won't do that. Back yeah. then they did. Right. I mean, whatever you could sign and now it's where women are honestly, from what I noticed when they say women empowerment, yeah. like they're on their own now, they're doing their own careers. They have a voice, they have a mouth yeah. where they're putting it out there and they're putting their foot down and they're doing it on their own. But Brad, it's not easy. It's no, not easy, I'm right? sure it's, it's not, <laughs> but there is, you I mean, are seeing a shift though, where women aren't 100%. putting up with the shit and has the industry though, have the people that work in the industry started to shift and change their way of thinking and wake up and realize, Hey, you know what? We can't be treating women like this. Yes. I think they have. They totally have because as now, to be honest, I don't get it as much. And from what I'm hearing to the girls that are in that industry. Yeah, no, the producers, the agents, photographers are more careful now. And those are professional people. So, and you should be professional in that department. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, let's be classy and professional. Don't be a fucking sleaze bag. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, come on. You want yep. a hot girl? Go on a dating website. Go do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Go get one of those because they're looking for that too. Don't get yeah. an innocent girl that actually wants that in a career and she's beautiful, gorgeous, and take advantage because you think she's naive and she's 20 something, even 30 yeah. something. Like, come yeah. on. Well, it's so, good to hear that, that, that things are shifting and changing in the industry. I think so. Bojana, how do you balance your career as a model with the travel that you do and being a mom? How how did you balance that? I don't know. Because your kids are older <laughs> now, right? They are. My oldest is almost 18. My daughter oh. is 16 and 13. So yeah. Right. So when they were younger, when you first started out, how did you balance that? That's a good question. I just did. You don't yeah. think about that. You just do. I mean, I worked around my kids' schedule when my ex-husband had the kids. That's what I worked around. He worked around my schedule here and there, sure. But I really worked. I made sure I traveled and booked everything when I didn't have my children. I worked around the schedule. Was it tough? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I flew so many times in one month that I was more in the air than on the, in the destination because I was limited. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to do what I wanted to do to get my career to where I wanted and I was enjoying it and I was meeting PRs I was trying to make a life right like a career yeah so I I had to do it all at the same time I never dumped my kids and said okay see you later yeah I had it where my kids clothes were named and days say Thursday Friday for school (laughs) and lunches and lunches yeah like my kids were taking up to teach so that was a lot of work. I know a yeah. lot of my girlfriends were like, ah, oh, it's his weekend. Just, just, oh, he, he knows how to do that. He can do that. I wouldn't. They're my children and I take care of them. And I felt better when everything was in line when I was gone. So I just did. I did it. It wasn't easy. Don't get me wrong, but it's what I pushed for, what I wanted. Did it. That's it. You had no choice. No. Just made but it happen. I enjoyed it. You just made it happen. Yeah. You know, if you really think about it, I mean, life could throw a lot of hurdles at you at the same time too. It wasn't easy financially. It wasn't easy mentally right. or emotionally. Like it would, none of it was, I had a lot of hiccups. I had a lot of breakdowns. Don't, don't get me wrong. I still do now, but how people see it on the outside is not always like that in the inside. That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
right? What are your thoughts on the beauty industry as a whole and the unrealistic standards around beauty that have been created through social media and how kids are dealing with it these days, specifically young girls? Yeah, it's bad. That part is bad. Because I have a daughter that's 16 and they have Instagram, so whatever else they have, Snapchat. There's a lot of filters. So a lot of the girls are using it, right? There's an insecurity. Yeah. So they have to, just in general, you want to try and make yourself look better, look better. And that's in their figure, their face. So me doing what I'm doing, my kids didn't get Instagram, social media for a very long time. Right. And I had to talk to them and because I'm so public and open yeah. because of what I'm doing that it was good what I'm doing. It was normal. It was tasteful because this is my work. So they don't get teased, but they don't think they have to look like that. Right. And I've had that talk with my daughter. You just try to talk to your kids and give them confidence where the likes on Instagram or the followers don't matter. And all these girls do all these filters and put their bodies out there. It means nothing. It's just an insecurity. It's sad that they're doing that. And I don't want my kids to do that because kids in high school are mean as well, where they will take that photo and show it to everybody. Yeah, exactly. And to look a certain way on your figure and have so much makeup, it's just unnecessary. Natural beauty is real. So my daughter is confident. She's a shy one, quiet one. But I had to teach her where you don't have to look a certain way what you see on social media to be accepted. So it's hard teaching. You, you're telling sure. them you're human. You're, you're a parent telling them that this isn't real. I mean, if you see them in real life, honestly, Brad, these girls, as young as they are, they don't look the same. Beauty shouldn't be based on that. That's right. And I'm trying to teach that to my kids and I have been, and it's, it's working out, but I mean, I can't control the rest of the world, what these women are doing. It's just sad because the filters and the body. I mean, when you're a good person inside, genuinely a nice person, you're beautiful. And then it shows on the outside how beautiful you are. You should be very happy with yourself, regardless of how you look. Absolutely. But that's a hard lesson to teach young kids because of because they get inundated with all of these images and sound bites and all of this from social media through social media that they think that they're expected to look this way. So I guess we just, as parents, we just have to keep educating our children and talking to them about all of this stuff and telling them that this is not real. Like what you're seeing is not realistic. hundred percent. Yeah. You're totally, what you're saying is totally right. Because what you're saying is I'm doing, I'm being honest with you because I have teenagers and I remember doing this with Tavia two, three years ago and three years ago almost. And it's tough to what you're saying, me trying to teach them that. And their mom does professional photos on Instagram as a career and it's on Instagram. So you try telling them, explain to them why it's okay for you to do that. Yeah. (laughs) So trying to explain that career, it's tough because even to our kids, our girls, but Mm -hmm. as adults, honestly, Brad, like when women my age, I get insecure when I go on social media sometimes and I'm like, oh God, I got to look a certain way. You compare yourself and you shouldn't. It's a hard lesson to tell yourself. That's when they say self-love, which is really easier said than done. It's yeah. such a, it's a practice practice, but you should be happy with who you are. You shouldn't have to try to be accepted by the world. You really shouldn't. Right. It's hard, easier said than done. Yeah. But when you're in this industry, Brad, 
it's hard it is fucking hard like hard. i'm telling you you have to accept yourself and this is how you look yeah you can take care of yourself we should all take care of ourselves you feel good about yourself when you take care of yourself to fitness to what you eat to beauty 100% but you don't need to be made up you don't need to be made up when yeah. I, when i see you in real life you should be looking the same just about do you find that a lot of the women you meet who are in the same line of work as you same career are quite insecure because i've heard that a lot of models that are modeling professionally are quite insecure and you know deal what? with that self-love issue and body positivity and all of that stuff and i i can say naturally yes yeah they do feel insecure because you're hard on yourself yeah when you put yourself out there because you want to put yourself out there okay i want to do these photos and this is the way i feel look good too for body wise and however my physique is but you're hard on yourself yes we all are hard on ourselves just in general women okay yeah when you're in this industry that you chose to do so i chose to do this when i want to look better every time i don't think i look better and i need to look better so you or a great man that i like can tell me how awesome i look and hot that does nothing for me yeah because I'm hard on myself. So these girls are hard on themselves because of how when they t- take amazing photos and they're out there and getting all the likes and the comments, but you have moments where it's like a, almost like you have to be like this the whole time. Because you always have pressure. to be on. It's pressure. You have to be on. That's I think that's unfortunately normal because yeah. of the industry that we like, chose to be. Yeah. It's shitty though. It's an yeah. insecurity. It's a shitty feeling. So this is where you have to practice. For me, I got to practice into like literally talking to myself. Yeah. And like, it's like meditation, but talking to myself where I give myself positive confidence, tell myself, I, this is the way I look and I look good. And yeah. because if you don't, the world can hurt you. For sure. That's a tough industry to be in. You always have to be on. The standard of beauty is expected of you. So I would imagine it'd be incredibly tough to have to, it'd be mentally exhausting and physically exhausting to always it have is. to be on. It is. I'm telling you. a certain way all the time. It, you know what? It is. There's models that are my age or younger that are very, very successful that have been in the industry forever. I mean, they're maybe not feeling this way. Some possibly are. And me, I'm like, I'm doing more of like um, interviews and more lifestyle shooting. Right. Where not that I don't want to do lingerie. I, I can do really good fashion shoots. Yeah. I've noticed in life shooting. And I can also do, I can turn it around and be really good boudoir photo shoots. Right. Which I love. I love doing them. I don't do it for anybody. I really do enjoy doing them. People think, I've had people say to me, you know, do you need to put yourself out there just for yourself? I go, no, I actually love doing them. I actually actually enjoy them. They're tasteful. But as we get older, because of, I don't know, you have no choice but to tell yourself, this is how you look like and you look great. And don't listen to anybody else. And, you know, again, it's like self-love, confidence in a different way. What do your kids think about the fact that their mother is an international model? Oh, man, you know what? They are so down to earth. <laughs> they're not like I have my youngest son yeah he thinks it's great because you know kids will talk to him at school sometimes say oh your mom's a model da, 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 da. and yeah he's like yeah she is my daughter on the other hand somebody brings that up she doesn't want to talk about it she not that she's embarrassed she loves it she doesn't yeah. like the attention she's right. not a huge attention seeker which I actually respect I yeah. actually love that 
because I'm so out there, like my social media, yeah, it is talked about. But she's happy. My son's happy too. Yeah, they love it. They support it. But they don't. What's the word? They don't brag about it. Right. If right. that's the right word, they're not. Which yeah. I actually appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. You have, Down to so, earth, right? You have two girls and one boy, or two boys and a girl. No, I have two boys and a girl. Okay. My girl, my middle. Uh, okay. So you being a mother, I'm curious. What do you do to teach your kids about all of this stuff and empowerment? And how do you empower them? First of all, how do you empower your kids? Secondly, how do you empower your boys versus how you empower your girl? Oh my gosh. Well, to stay confident, you know? Is that what you like? Yeah. Yeah. And, And just teach them about feeling confident, loving themselves, empowering them to feel good about who they are. So... I grew up, I came, I was born in Poland and came at a young age here, but both parents that wonderful parents raised very well, obviously will do anything for their kids, but they're all work, work, work when they came to Canada, right? They need to support their family. So what you're asking me and what I, how I'm going to answer to how I'm to show the kids of my kids to raise them about empowerment, about self-confidence. Because of this, how this world is, it's tough. It's more tough now than ever raising children because I think the technology that's out there, it's so easy for kids too to just do whatever. When we were raised, it was very different. It, was, it wasn't as luxury. I didn't have it as luxury as my kids have it. Right. So my parents didn't give me the confidence. I was no confidence when I was young. So because I didn't have it and I was bullied a lot, I know how to do it with my kids. So respect with my boys and with my daughter is huge. I'm a strict mom, but I'm always also lenient too. So I can say my kids are very respectful. It's a tough job, but going into high school for my daughter and my boys, and especially my oldest, because my youngest is still learning to be good people, be genuine, don't be mean, don't be nasty, always defend yourself, be respectful. If you get teased, be the bigger person, tell me, don't get into fights at school, hold your head up high, posture back with confidence, because kids are nasty, right? They're mean. Absolutely. And when you're quiet, they tend to pick on you more because they can. So I don't want my kids to be, they can defend themselves, but I want them to be classy about it too. And that's hard to teach kids and to do at a young age because that's normal. They're kids, right? Like they want to retaliate back. That I found so hard to do with my daughter and my son. I think as anybody else was to work hard, be a good person, be genuine, work hard in school, be confident because as you get older, when you're done high school, it's just going to benefit you as a person in life and to whatever work environment you get into. That's all I could say to them. I mean, I don't know how else to tell them to be more empowered and have the confidence. Love it. Right? In this world. Yeah, it's tough. It's very tough. But we just have to keep drilling these things into our kids' heads so that it just becomes second nature and just becomes part of who they are. They grow up not knowing any difference. Yes, exactly. And Brad, that is hard to do. It is, for sure. It's so hard. I've done it. I'm doing it. And you just hope and pray to God you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of parents don't do that. And it's a tough job. Like it's tough. It's easy to give up, especially when you're working and you're tired. It's hard to do. And whatever situation, 
So yeah. you just pray to God that you do well and they don't have these issues like we had to go through. <laughs> Absolutely. What drives or motivates and inspires you to keep going and keep pushing and excelling at all that you do? My kids, <laughs> my children, to be honest, my children. Yeah. And not just my children. I really do love my passions. I love my modeling career and not just modeling and my doing my interviews, doing podcasters or magazines that want to do publications and publish me and want to know my, you know, how I did this. I love that. Yeah. I, I love doing interviews. I love being the guest because I'm telling the truth and I'm sharing something that I never thought I would share in my life. I thought I'd just keep it a secret and, or to be, you don't put your story out there. So I love doing that. I love being out in public. I'm very social. I love people and me knowing work hard at it and I'm able to enjoy it. I love that. And for my children too, my children are part of my life. So my, my children are part of this journey. My children are part of it. And, and I, and they travel with me and they enjoy it. If I didn't love what I did or I didn't have the drive for it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I just wouldn't. Like I'm doing a second career because I live here and it's a tough one too. It's like starting from the bottom. Absolutely. I love it. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Oh, I think it's my personality. I think personality should be for anybody. Personality is huge, right? I think yep. personality is big for any type of work or business. Personality sure. sells you. Yep, absolutely. Right? It sells you. My personality and my drive. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Well, it's nice when on the outside, you have a lot of nice things. So you're successful. But that's not what success means to me. Success means to me working hard at where you're at or what you want to accomplish in your own life, doing it on your own, yeah, not having it handed to you, actually having the passion to do it because you want to do it. That's success to me. When I get to where I want, I have accomplished hard because I started from zero. Zero as in not even knowing the knowledge. I, don't, I didn't get help. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? To not let other people's words affect you. Yeah. Because that's huge, especially just in general, it's huge. But doing what I do, that hurts a lot. And if you let that get to you, it can really slow you down. Because sure. it has slowed me down. Well, I was young insecure just in general so life was much harder than i let those get to me and that, that brought a lot of stress unfortunately brought a lot of stress into my life and i got sick because what people said got to me that's for me being young coming from another country didn't know any english getting bullied and to growing up trying to have a life i never was confident or got out of to be confident i wasn't secure I was yeah. insecure. I was insecure. Even at the age of 28 to 30, I remember. So being married with three kids, I was insecure. So during my separation is, to be honest, what got me stronger because it took me years to not give a fuck what people think and say because people are nasty and hurtful and it really, it means nothing. It should never mean anything to us because people are going to talk just in general. It should yeah. never affect us. And once I started not caring and I got past that, it took a few years. I started doing more. I started feeling better and I started accomplishing more just in general and in life. And I was always happy, but I'm happier now. I'm happier. The hard lesson, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn for sure. So hard. It's so hard. And I used to feel guilty 
if I wasn't there talking to my friends because they needed me. I would put everybody first, to be honest. And I have no problem doing that. I love doing that. But I'm selfish now in a good way, not in a <laughs> bad way. That, that's a good, sometimes we have to be. Right? For sure. I'm putting myself first and my kids, my own happiness, because I yeah. have to. I have to mentally. If I don't do it mentally, then it can get really bad. Absolutely. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Well, I've gotten more than one from mm-hmm. people. But the best one is, and, and I got it repeatedly from certain people, really good people. You know what? To just keep doing me. Keep doing me and not care what other people say. It doesn't really matter. If you know who you are, you're the only one that knows that. You just keep doing you. You know you're a good person. You, you're genuine. And you're the only one that's vouching for yourself. For sure. So you just got to keep fighting through it. Because just in general, every, we're all humans. So people yeah, can't control other people's words and actions. That's right. Just do you and block everybody else out. Because no one else is looking out for you. So we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Their personality. How would you describe yourself in one word? I'm very kind. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To be genuine and real. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Honesty. Loyalty. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? The racism is terrible. One beauty item I can't live without is? My LED light on my face (laughs) mom life is amazing that concludes our rapid fire section now back to our regularly scheduled program bojana if you could set up a billboard anywhere where would you put it and what would it say i would put it here in windsor Mm -hmm. a billboard to be be confident on who you are within yourself who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why you know what i'm gonna say my mom my mom's always been there for me. I mean, it's our mom. They're going to be genuine and be there for you regardless. If I ever need to go anywhere, it's always there. And she'll listen to me and listen to me and listen to me. And when I'm done venting or I'm done crying or done speaking, she then speaks. And yes, she's a mom and a mom. So it's going to tell you what maybe you want to hear. That's what everybody thinks. But my mom, which she was honest about and genuine and would give me really good advice, even not what I wanted to hear. She was real. She was always real and she still is. Yeah. So my mom, I would say, okay. is the biggest yeah, person okay. in my life. What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? My children, 100%. My, my children, I thank God for them. I wanted children, a family, and I got it. And even when there's hard struggles and days with the kids where you just want to beat your head against the wall, I still thank God for them all the time. I'm not even just saying that because that's what I think people should say. I, I thank God for my children. I really, they make me happy. It's a blessing. They're my life. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, it could be any woman in the world. Who would it be? Julia Roberts. I always loved Julia. She seems so down to earth. And I know she went through a lot in life too. That's someone that is a huge role model. And I would love to have a conversation with her. She'd be real. Jana, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? There's more than one. Be more confident. I know I use that and I say that a lot. Be more confident with yourself. 
get more stronger with yourself, your inner self. Because I'm telling you, when you you're, you don't have that, there's a lot of problems along the way in life, unfortunately, that I allowed, we allow yeah. get to us. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What What would you say? To the world, to a last speech like I'm done? Yep. What would you, what wisdom would you impart onto the world that you learned through your life that you want to share? Oh my gosh. To be kind. I know it's said a lot, but to be genuinely kind to people, you get nowhere when you're an asshole or you belittle somebody or you lash out. Be kind and nice to everybody. Because you know what? You're the bigger person at the end and you feel good about you, who you are as a person and life is much easier to go on and live. And whatever you, you're living, your work, your career, your everyday life, you're a better person when you're literally nice, genuine and kind, really. And I can only say that because I've been through some hardship with people. So being kind and genuine, no jealousy, not being nasty for no reason, you just benefit. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your career, your life, your journey, your story. I appreciate you taking the time. The conversation has been so inspiring. You are a beautiful soul. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Brad, thank you so much for having me and you're wonderful as well. It was, thank you. It was great catching up and chatting yeah it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you thank you so much welcome to the empowerography community i'm honored and proud to have you as a member well that's amazing thank you so much i'm so happy to be on your podcast as a guest once again my name is brad walsh host of your empowerography podcast today my guest has been bojana zag she is an international fashion model thanks so much bojana i hope you have an amazing rest of the day you as well brad thank you Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.